Welcome to the Minx and Muse podcast. I'm your host, Crimson Minx, creatrix of Minx and Muse, a dark feminine playhouse where we awaken our innate magic through esoerotic dance and witchcraft. Welcome to the Portal of Enchantment. Welcome to the Minx and Muse podcast. This is a solo episode with me, Crimson, and today we're going to be talking about our studio archetype of the month for October 2023. And over the past month, we have been working with the energy of the Spirit Whisperer. So, of course, it's October, which marks the official beginning of spooky season. So, we always like to choose an energy or a theme for October that celebrates the the essence of spooky season, which is why we went with the Spirit Whisperer. Though I do believe that over the past month, having delved into all this work, we found it to be a lot less spooky than perhaps it is made out to be. So before we get into it, I want to read to you our outline of who the Spirit Whisperer is and then who the Spirit Whisperer is not, because I think it's always good to tap into that energy of like what essentially are we talking about with this energy what's a healthy expression and what's maybe a less healthy expression so the spirit whisperer is a conscious and compassionate spirit communicator who cultivates a symbiotic relationship with energies beyond the veil offering ethereal reverence in exchange for earthly support the spirit whisperer is expressed in shamanism spiritualism occultism folk magic practices and even by everyday humans who simply desire to connect with ancestors (laughs) they recognize an aspect of our spirit lives beyond death and connect with these departed energies with honor and respect They are not greedy or commanding taskmasters. They respect the sovereignty of the spirit world. Nor do they fear ghostly interactions as they are selective with their engagement and practice safe sorcery. In this way, the spirit whisperer celebrates the souls of the dearly departed by acknowledging their ability to remain influential beyond the earthly realm. So that is the energy of the Spirit Whisperer that we've been working with this month. Now, let's dive into the shadow, what the Spirit Whisperer is not. So the Spirit Whisperer becomes ghastly when they see spirit communication as evil or exploitative, or when they choose to remain ignorant about how to responsibly and respectfully converse with the departed. It is not sinister to want to cultivate a relationship with those beyond the veil. However, we have to approach spirit connection with intention and wisdom, as it is naive to believe that all departed souls are interested in working with us or even have our highest interest in mind. In the same way, it is flat out disrespectful to think we can bark commands at spirits or be undignified in the way that we approach them. The spirit communication practiced by the spirit whisperer requires maturity and devotion. And without this aptitude for veneration, careless conjuring can become macabre. (laughs) So essentially what I wanted to get out this month was the difference between spirit whispering and a positive sense of connecting with departed souls or spirits or energies 
not in the 3D world, but also the idea that let's separate that from perhaps some fantastical or sensationalist type of practices and even this idea of commanding. You see that a lot in demonology and in other practices where do this task for me. And that's not really what I wanted to tap into this month with our witches. So here's the thing. There are a countless number of spirits out there. So there are ascendant masters. There are angels. There are archangels. There are demons. There are spirit animals. There are fae. There are land spirits. There are ancestors. I mean, the list can go on and on, and we only have one damn month, y'all. So what we decided at the beginning of the month was, let's just focus on spirits that were once earthbound. And what we found ourselves focusing on mostly this month were ancestors. However, not necessarily just blood ancestors. The one thing we spoke about, about a lot is that a lot of people either don't know their blood line such as myself uh, or have unsavory ancestors or are just not excited to work with their their the family that they know right and so it was worth mentioning that when we are working with ancestors you can actually work with your blood ancestors even if you don't know who they are and you can also choose which ancestors to work with if there is an unsavory ancestor or a line of unsavory ancestors, you can simply say, I choose to only work with ancestors who are loving and benevolent and align with my present day values. Um, You don't have to work with the entire bloodline from your family. And also say you want to be more inspired by your ancestor working, you can have chosen ancestors. So for example, I mentioned that I am not familiar with my bloodline because I was adopted. I do still work with my blood ancestors, just not with a lot of information known. But also, I work with my family who raised me and their ancestors because we have a vested interest in in each other, obviously. Just as I do have a vested interest in my literal DNA bloodline. But I still honor and respect the lineage of the my parents who raised me. And then also You can have chosen spirit guides that align with perhaps a passion or an art form of yours. So it could be ancestors who are writers or heads of state or creatives of some sort or humanitarians of some sort. So why not choose your own ancestors and honor them just as you would your bloodline or of a heritage of family that raised you. And I actually think that this is really awesome. And maybe people would not use the word ancestors for that, but I do because I see ancestors simply as those who came before us that influence us in present day. And there are many people that came before us that influence us that perhaps weren't blood. So think openly about working with ancestors and then some people were working with their familiars like their past familiars their past pets because they were once earthbound and then also just connecting with guides that perhaps we're not aware of but that were a loved one that has been kind of trying to to reach out and and help us who we aren't aware of so again could be ancestors we did this awesome 
um, exercise in the multiverse this month where the full month we spent time connecting with an ancestor or spirit guide that we are not familiar with and who we haven't created a strong bond with up to at this point and understanding what it feels like to create a new spirit guide bond and how to converse with them, how to read their energy, how to develop that relationship. And then eventually over time, how to symbiotically work with them to honor them, but also to ask for their guidance. So uh, of course, you don't always have to work with past earthbound spirits or whisper into the spirit world just to these past earthbound energies. But I think it was the most doable at, over the over the month. And I feel like it was pretty successful because a lot of times it's easy just to go like, give me my ascended masters and my spirit guides. But because the veil is so thin... This is the perfect time of year to maybe cultivate relationships of these spirits who are or are closer to the earthly realm, though, on the other side. So all that said, I just want to give a little overview of kind of how we've been working with spirits and give caveats of how you can open your mind to work with spirits in different ways. One of my favorite things that came up over the past month was this veneration for guides who came before us and ancestors and family and people and humans who came before us in general, who have paved the way for us to be living more fully in our freedom and in our ambitions and expression today. And so speaking even specifically to, let's say, women, think about it. 100 years ago, even 50 years ago, women had so many less rights, they wouldn't be able to perhaps choose, I mean, and then farther beyond that, they had like no rights, but <laughs> couldn't choose their own partner, couldn't choose if they wanted children or not, couldn't choose to have a career, definitely wouldn't be compensated within that career. And, you know, more broadly, just couldn't express authentically and find pleasure necessarily in life. And so we talked a lot about how it is such a privilege and it doesn't mean that modern day living is easy and everything's been handed to us on a silver platter. I'm not suggesting that. However, it if you want to honor your ancestors and the ancestors, we'll say the broader group of ancestors, those all who came before us, just showing up and taking advantage of the privileges we've been offered that they had to fight for or that they were put to death for. If you think about past witches in your bloodline, if you think, you know, if you're a person of color, think about all the injustices that your bloodline had to go through. Um, being able to prioritize pleasure in your life, to, to, to ask for what you want, to pursue what you desire this just by showing up and doing these big things in the world, you are honoring your ancestors probably more than putting out a glass of rum for them every day. I think they would rather you heal the bloodline and the lineage by you being able to do things that they were never afforded the opportunity during their time on earth. So if you want to think about how can I honor my ancestors, well, just think about are you showing up and 
and taking advantage of the privileges that you are allotted as a free human and uh, a a person who has so many platforms to express themselves or avenues, let's say, that was so platforms, but so many avenues to express themselves, whether it is through dance or whether it is through art, whether it is through poetry, or if it is through raising a family and raising children in a way that you would like to see change instilled in the world. So, I mean, the again, endless, endless opportunities to, to honor the ancestors, but I just really loved this sentiment that came up over the past month and it really resonates with me because yeah like you know when you're we're reading the witch books and we're doing traditional spirit work and let's say traditional ancestral work there is the altar we you know we did a workshop on altars last month and the creativity and the the sacred devotion that comes with those and you learn to honor your ancestors, put up an altar, give them offerings, speak to them. And these are all awesome. And these are great ways to connect and commune and to open up that, that channel of guidance. But if you really want to really honor the ancestors, first show up in your in the potential allotted for you that they never had that opportunity but also healing and i hate we don't talk about healing too much at the studio just because um a it's illegal to talk about healing <laughs> outside of the medical field but think about it healing ancestral lineage trauma working through controlling mechanisms of mindset of ways of going about things of of choosing to show up differently in your life than perhaps these unsavory ancestors that in the past have you just showing up in greater integrity and 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 being an honorable person is a way to heal your line to to right wrongs in the past if you think about it and this is really where the symbiotic relationship comes in because as we heal ourselves we we heal our whole ancestral line we have we're connected through dna and through blood but also think of the greater ancestors think of how we're shifting consciousness of the whole world and ancestors of all different lineages as we're consciously moving through world in a more loving and and magical way so yeah this is this has been a really cool month i have personally forged a new connection with a spirit guide that i'm still kind of learning more about them but i get their energy i get their presence and i get when they're guiding me and it, it, it was real subtle at first, but it's getting more strong and it's getting more clear. And just know that you always have all of these guides on the other side who want to support, who want to, to, to help lead and protect and help you find success. And that's part of being a witch. So my definition of being a witch, which is someone using energy to manifest the world around them. Uh, someone, no, what is my full, someone living fully, someone using, <laughs> someone 
using energy and to manifest the world around them and living fully in their power. Y'all, allergies in Austin are so bad right now. And my brain is mush. However, uh, I feel like I've said it a million times before, but but someone living fully in their power and using energy to manifest the world around them. That's what I was trying to say. And using energy to manifest the world around them, energy are spirits. Spirit guides are our energy. So as witches, I do feel like if we are trying to really show up fully in our power, we want to take advantage of all of the energetic opportunities. And this just not within ourselves, but that this is what we find in the world around us. Uh, and in the spirit world, hello. So these have been my thoughts with the spirit whisperer. And I hope that over this month, we were able to demystify, destigmatize, and empower people to create these connections and forge these relationships because it can be so powerful and supportive. And it gives us like, we're witches because we want that extra edge, right? Well, working with ancestors and spirit guides in general is that extra edge. And so I am, my voice is starting to go. So I am going to wrap this up, but Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you found the energy of the Spirit Whisperer to be less spooky and more spooktacular, meaning that it's really fun and amazing and a pleasure to work with. So thank you so much for watching or listening. Stay in your magic, and I will see you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Minx and Muse podcast. You can find show notes and learn more about the studio at www.minxandmuse.com. As a reminder, it is our birthright to transform, expand, and safely exist as sensual, conscious, and empowered creatures. I'll see you next time.